Welcome to the Mob Squad, where real moms of boys juggling life, love, a clean house, and being outnumbered by balls. We say bad words, we vent, we cry, we laugh a lot, and sometimes we can be a bit inappropriate. But hey, we're moms of boys, so anything goes. Let's face it, we have real shit, and we know you do too. Life gets hard and messy, but we're not alone, and we're never quiet. We know you're one of us, and we're so glad you're here. So grab your favorite drink, fill up that bathtub, or get your fitness on, and let's get this podcast started. It's going to be a wild ride, so buckle up and let's go. (laughs) Hi, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) I'm Amanda. Why are we always laughing when we start? Because it's always so awkward. (laughs) It is awkward. (laughs) It is awkward. It is. We're doing a weird thing sometimes. Um. (laughs) No, I, when we start it, it's always like, how do we start it? What do we say? What do we do? And it's, just, it can be Drug awkward. It's going to go first. Yeah. Do you so, want to introduce or do you want me to? Yeah. Yeah. So welcome back. Today we're continuing our friendship series on friendship. <laughs> like, what am I going to say? Okay. So to talk about this subject today, we were, you know, just discussing back and forth of what we should do the podcast on today and you know, through a series of texts, as usual, we were discussing it. And I just wanted to kind of read something that Amanda texted me, not the whole text, but part of it, because it it really talks to the essence of what we're talking about today. And she said, you know, all these women have this picture perfect lifestyle. They all act like their kids are perfect. They act like they never lose their shit. They never have moments of vulnerability. You know, it's just the perfect life. How can you ever break through the surface of high bye friends if you can't let your true authentic freak flag fly? And I loved that she said that. And I highly related to it because I don't know if it's just me or if this is how everybody is, but I tend to gravitate towards authentic people, I guess, or people who are real and vulnerable. And I don't know what to do with people who are perfect all the time. I don't know what to do with people who are happy and bubbly and never look like they have bad moments. Like, Mm -hmm. I just don't relate to that because I'm not happy 24 seven and I'm not, you know, perfect at all. And, and I know nobody's perfect, but when somebody puts up that facade of being perfect all the time, I don't know how to break through that. Like, I, I literally don't know how to relate to that person. I don't know what to talk about with them because I guess then I get defensive and want to look perfect back. You know, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't relate to that. And I relate to people who are vulnerable or share insecurities or realness. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, my kid did this today and this is how I reacted. And now I feel like a bad mom. Like I, I gravitate towards people like that because I can relate to it. And I know some people don't like talking about those things. They like to have a wall up. I'm just thinking people we know actually, but they'll have a wall up or they do look like they have the perfect life. And I actually had a friend recently say to me, she was opening up and talked about something vulnerable with her child. And I was like, oh my God, my kids too. I have two kids that do the exact same thing. She's like, really? I never knew. And I was like, yeah. Did we just become best friends? Yeah. (laughs) It's like that moment, right? It is that moment. connection where you feel like you're heard and not alone. Right. And actually that person doesn't have it all together like you thought they did. Yes. We and all are going I was it. surprised that she thought that I didn't have issues because I feel like I'm pretty open about a lot of stuff. I mean, look at how like part of why we wanted to start this podcast was mm-hmm. because nobody talks about learning disabilities and yeah. our kids that have them like we're open about it and we trust each other and we talk about it and we share with other people 
because that's how you learn. Like if you're sharing with a mom and she's like, oh yeah, I went through this, this do this, this works. Like, oh my God, you just hit the jackpot. You, you yeah. know, somebody who went through something and it worked for them. And not, I'm not saying that it will work for everybody or that you're going to find all the answers, but I'm just saying like, when you open up to people, you learn those things. Yeah. I'm with you. I am a big knowledge is power kind of gal. Yeah. And I'm never afraid to share my story about my son, two sons having a learning disability, because when I go on Google, they want me to medicate. And right. it's not, that's not going to help. That's just going to put a Band-Aid. It's a temporary solution. It's not going to help my son, either one of my sons, learn how to read. I have to go to page 17 of Google to find any sort of help on it. But what I found right. most helpful is talking to other moms about they're learning their kids with learning disabilities or yeah. how did you know, or what were the red flags? And what I, m m probably one of my biggest pet peeves, and it's something I'm really working hard to get over because I do know it's a sensitive topic for a lot of parents is when people come and talk to me and they want me to keep that information in the vault. Like, I think my daughter might be going through this, but please don't tell anybody. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, but why? It's not a bad thing. It's okay. We all learn differently. We're all going through mm -hmm. something, but we're never going to get through whatever that something is unless we talk about it and we right. learn from each other. There's lots of resources out there that don't lead you to ADD medication, right? There's mm -hmm. lots of resources out there that can lead you to a solution to the problem that you're going through, but you can't do it if you're closed off the whole time. Right. So yeah. I'm with yeah. You. Yeah. But I don't know if it's easy for everybody. I mean, I have a hot, I have a lot of trust issues. I've been hurt by the people who are closest to me a lot. So I mm -hmm. definitely feel like, and, and I'm, I'm just guessing, I guess, but that's how it is for me. Like I have a hard time trusting people. Yeah. So I opening up, I don't know, I guess I'm trying to figure it out as I talk. I can be open about things because that's just who I am. I don't like to I don't like being inauthentic. Like I feel uncomfortable when I feel like I have to be fake with people. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I don't want to be around people who I feel like I have to impress. Totally. Because you can only keep that up for so long. And maybe some people are better at it than others. I'm not. I'm like a horrible liar. I'm a horrible inauthentic person. <laughs> like you, it's just hard for me. I don't like it. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. Like even it even, makes me uncomfortable too. But like even like if I'm in a bad mood and it's like, okay, you gotta put on the happy face. I when I have to put on a happy face and go somewhere, I, I'm always like, I can't do it. I can't, I don't know how to say things without cussing. <laughs> um, just do it. We're authentic. Don't listen to this with your kids. Yeah. Well, we're not for everyone. I, and that includes children. <laughs> we're not. We're just for the moms. Because we're having adult conversations. We're, we're adult. And okay. sometimes we cuss. We do. So there you go. But anyways, I cannot, I have a hard time putting it on. Actually, I was really good at it when I had a job and I would like have a bad day with a boyfriend or something and I would go to work. I could turn that around. But for some reason, when it comes to, I don't know, maybe it's Friendships. like I grew out of that. I don't know. I, when it comes to other stuff, it's hard for me to fake it. I guess when, when it's people, I don't know, it's strangers. Okay. You're working with people. Customers are coming in. They're strangers. Maybe it's easier for me to fake it. But when it's, well, you have nothing to lose. I yeah, guess. I guess. Like, but when it's like people I know, it's hard for me to put on the fakeness. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> no, this is what I was going to say. Like but people opening up to you, you must give off a, like you can trust me vibe or something me? because I feel like a lot no. of people open up to you, which is a good, that's a good quality. I think I that's an know. amazing quality. Maybe. I don't, yeah, I don't know. But I know I feel like as a friend, I wait to be vulnerable until somebody's vulnerable with me first. I feel like 
because I need to know that they can like, that it's a safe place for you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I, but I know if you keep a wall up, you're not going to ever get past the high buy friend. Yeah. So let's talk about what a high buy friend is. Cause we've been using that term a lot and a high buy <laughs> friend is it's like, not self-explanatory. Yeah. It's just like a, Hey, how's it going? Okay. How's the weather? Yeah. Great. Surface sports level. This weekend? How is, you know, it's, it's all surface level, not quite a chapter friend, just a little bit outside of that. Right. Yeah. Where your chapter More like friend an is, acquaintance, right? right? Like an easy acquaintance. Right? Well, yeah. Like yeah. A no Somebody you're friendly with, but you're not really friends yes. with. Right. You'll see them at like a happy hour maybe, but yeah. they're like a dotted line to your chapter friend. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's what we mean when we say hi, bye friends. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just lost my train of thought before when you were talking about high by. Well, I was saying that like you can't get past that wall of a high by friend if you're not open and honest with people or vulnerable with yeah. people. But I think a lot of people have hard time doing that these days. So we talked about right. this a little yes. bit before we started recording. We live in the world of social media. Mm-hmm. Social media is the highlight reel. So everybody just sees all the good things. And and that's, you know, that mom that was like, oh, really? Like she was so surprised that my kids had something wrong, I guess, or that I was t- opening up with her. relate to something that she was also Yeah, because I through. guess she just sees my social media life. Like we're not that close of friends yet. So she probably was like, oh, you know, all I see is the good stuff. That's all I see on social media. That's why I don't go on there. Right. It's very uncomfortable for me to be on there because I wonder, do any of these couples fight? Do these yeah. kids all just do what they're told? Yeah. Everybody's just happy. Does her house right. always look like oh that? Oh my gosh. That's hard for me. Why am I the only one that feels like, like I'm surrounded by total chaos yeah. all the time? Right. And everybody else seems to have it together and know. Did I miss that class in high school where like <laughs> how to be I, perfect, I, how to be perfect yeah. in every single way? I so I think that's like a big reason why I don't go on social media. I think we've talked about this many times in other podcasts where I avoid it at all costs because it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me feel bad about myself. Yeah. And I don't need to be reminded of all of the things I'm not doing. For sure. For right? sure. But then if you dig a little bit deeper and you take the time to get to know some of those people, they're also struggling just like we are. They're going through it, but we don't talk about it because we're too busy making everything look Pinterest perfect, right? Or Instagram perfect. It's all for that photo. Mm -hmm. It's all for the right filter. It's all for all of that. But you have to get past that and be able to talk. If we are, so this is our friendship series and we're trying to continue that with finding your tribe and like the people that you're most authentic with and who you want to be on your porch. That's going to start with having those vulnerable conversations of like, oh, guess what? My son has a learning disability. Really? Mine does too. No way. Yeah. Tell me more about that. What did you do? How did you get through it? What kind of therapies did you use? Did you use medication? How did it help? You know, those are the kinds of things. It gives me goosebumps talking about it because I think we as women so badly want that deep connection beyond our sister or our husband or whatever. We want somebody who's going through the same thing that we're going through to be able to validate our feelings, provide us with information so we can grow and be stronger and get that connection Mm -hmm. and true friendship, right? Right. Like that's, for me, that's like life goals. For sure. You You cannot go through motherhood, I feel like, without having some support system. And it ha- you have to have a support system out of your marriage. Yeah, for sure. I mean, outside of your marriage. Yeah. Yes. And I think that might be hard for some people to be vulnerable with people outside of their marriage. I think the people that look like they have it all together and perfect, I think that's what they do. They must confide in and because nobody's perfect and everybody needs somebody to have a sounding board, right? Like yeah. you can't just go through life without talking about 
stuff, right? right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Some people so like, I feel like are robots out there, like may- and maybe just they so are. perfect and nothing's wrong. And what do you do? Like, what? I don't know. But I think, yes, having those mom friends are important because you do you do need to talk about those things and you, you can't raise kids alone. Like you need a community and you need to be able to feel mm-hmm. like you're not alone because otherwise I think you're constantly just thinking that you're Lonely. alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say alone one more time. <laughs> well, I was like, where am I going with this? And I'm like, well, then you feel alone and you're alone. And when you're alone, then you're alone. And then you're alone. Um, no, I just think, yeah. Like you, you, you need to be able to relate to people and, and yeah. it is, and it is scary. I think I get it's scary to open up about things, but you're not alone ever. Like there's nobody out there that doesn't have something they can relate to you. So one of the things that I've been reading about when you're, you know, on this journey of finding your tribe and finding more authentic, like m- deep friendships that yeah. are more intimate and um, not so surface when, and I have a couple of friends that when I have one who is my really good friend, she was my neighbor she still is my neighbor. Um, she's like 12 years older than me. And so she gives me like a little, she also has boys. She gives me like a sneak peek into what's coming. What's coming. She gives me great motherly advice, but she's not like a mama mentor. She sort of is, but she's also like cool and fun. Like we hang out and yeah. do stuff, right? Her husband just got a, a new job about a year ago in Denver. And she's going back and forth from Phoenix to Denver, but her kids are grown. They're in college. So now she's lost her wingmen, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk about every day, like when she's in Denver, how hard it is to make friends. And she's like, you have to have that solid group of friends because when you're my age and you have to start over, it's really hard. And she's doing everything. She's going to Bible studies. She's going to, she's learning how to play pickleball in Denver. Oh, she, so she's putting she's herself like out putting there. She's putting herself out there. She's going to, she's She'll thinking find about it. maybe getting a job and like, you know, yeah. she's, it's, but it's so much harder and it's so easy to give up. But she's like kind of going through what so many of us are going through right now and not finding those connections because it's all high by. Yeah. And so many of those people now have their crews, right? That they right. established. Right. And they're not really letting her in, even though she's super cool and awesome. It's the struggle is real. Yeah. And she's looking for that. So this is something that is like an all age thing. It's not for sure just what we're going through. I think people in their 20s are going through it. People in their 30s, people in our age. Yeah. So and we did a little research on podcasts, right? You sent mm-hmm. me that podcast where she, the it was like a 20-year-old who called in. Are we talking oh, about that today? Yeah. Oh, we can. We should. Why do we forget about that? That was so know, good. Is that related to what we're talking ADD. about? We do. We're like all over the place. No, but yeah, she so was saying she was in her podcast. 20s and she was mm-hmm. like, I just graduated college and I don't relate to my friends anymore. They still want to party. I want to start like starting my career and mm-hmm. getting into that. And so she's like, I've kind of grown apart from those friends, but how do I find my friends? Right. So I think you're right. I think it is generational people go through these things as adults. Mm-hmm. I think when you're kids, it's easy because you're with those kids every day at right. school. Yeah. So it's just easy to find those people. Mm-hmm. But when you're not surrounded by people every day, how do you find those people? But I think what your friend is doing, your neighbor friend, she's, I think she'll eventually find it. And I oh, think also totally. people have an un, unnatural expectations about how quickly it should happen. Like you should just pop, 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 find a friend. I think it does take time. Like even you and I, Mm -hmm. we're not close right away. Like we hung out a lot when they were little. I actually didn't really like you very much. Stop saying that. I know. (laughs) Well, I did like you. I wanted you to like me. I guess that's the better way of saying it. (laughs) I was like, I I really want her to like me. No. I think that's the better way of saying it. Okay. Yeah. I think. I really wanted you to like me. 
Well, you, to be honest, some people that I thought I hated from the beginning end up being the people I like the most. Same. Me too. So right so from the beginning, friends. I judge them and I'm like, oh, I hate that girl. Oh, we're going to become then, best friends. And then your best friends gonna later happen. on. Yeah, That does happen. That's happened to me at least a handful of times in my life. I think with us, we were putting ourselves out there. Mm -hmm. So I think there has to be an element of putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. You have to go do things like you're not going to sit on the couch and your best friend's going to fall on your lap. Same thing yes, with a boyfriend or a husband, or if you're divorced, same thing. You have to go put yourself out there. You can't mm -hmm. just expect somebody to come into your life, but also you have to put yourself out there in terms of <laughs> not, not like doing stuff, but I'm saying, so I'm saying you have to go do stuff. Oh, you have to get out. You there. have to get out there, get like out physically, there. like go to a pickleball. Learn, yeah. Join a Bible study. Join, join a Bible study. A you have to put yourself out yes. there, but then you also have to put yourself out there in terms of like putting your walls down and mm -hmm. being vulnerable and connecting to people. And I'm not saying go to pickleball and tell somebody you just met your all the story. problems in your marriage. Yeah. Like, don't do no. that. That's <laughs> you don't do that. I feel like it's like dating. It's very similar to dating. Like totally. if you go, if you're a girl and you're like, this is why I'm not married yet. And you tell some guy you just met all your problems. <laughs> they're gonna be like, peace out. We're not happening. That I mean, people do that. Finding your friend is hundred percent like dating. I actually remember I made a joke with you the other day. Like yes. I wanted to do like a retreat and we should do like speed, speed dating. dating. But for I think we friends. should do that. And then you find a new high buy that might turn into a chapter that could end up yes, on your porch. But it takes time. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to happen instantly. Mm -mm. But you do have to put yourself out there physically and <laughs> emotionally. Emotionally. Yes. Yes. And you have to be able to be vulnerable, which is really hard for people, I think. Right. Because you're afraid to get judged. And especially in mm -hmm. the land of social media, when everybody has a perfect life, yeah. you feel like you don't. So why would you want to be vulnerable with anybody? I get it. Yeah. It's hard, but those are the moments where you connect to people. And so right before we started recording, we were talking about what we were going to talk about. And I was telling Amanda how people that I've become friends with over the years, I've always felt closer to them when they shared something vulnerable with me. That instantly, for me at least, connects me to people. Like I feel closer. I do too, 100%. The second that somebody's vulnerable with me. Mm-hmm. I think one time you had me over for a play date and you're like, oh my God, don't look at my house. It's a mess. And I was like, girl, you don't know what a mess is. Come to my house. Let and me show did, you what a dumpster like, looks like. Oh my like. God, we are the same. I'm so happy. <laughs> but if you didn't this show me your dirty house, <laughs> then I would have never shown you my dirty house. <laughs> show me yours and I'll show you mine. <laughs> <laughs> we are not Pinterest perfect Instagram. No, but if you look yeah. on our social media. I'm going to post a picture today at my bedroom. Oh, do it, girl. I will. You'll see it. I'm going to let my freak flag fly. <laughs> do it. <laughs> if you're like me, so post it. I did one time I did an honest post on social media. Yeah. I think it was for one of our anniversaries, my husband and I. And I posted like a picture of us and it was probably like a happy picture. But in the con in the in the post itself, I was like, marriage is hard. Like, this is not easy. And I think I don't remember what I said. I wasn't like going off about my husband, but I remember somebody, I don't know if it was my husband or somebody else mm -hmm. saying like, I think it was Austin, actually. I think he was like, why would you post something like that? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just being honest. And he looked at it like, why are you being negative about, I think people are so judgy about well, what you put out there between being negative and being real. Yeah. I was being You're real. Like, I wasn't like, here are all the things I hate about him. No, but I was like, it like, yeah, we've been married for so many years. I don't remember what anniversary it was, but I was like, 
I don't know what I said. I should look at it. I should look for the post. But I was like something like to the extent of like marriage is hard and like this is not easy. So like, yeah, I'm posting a picture of us looking happy and it's happy anniversary, blah, blah, blah. But nobody talks about like, oh, it's our anniversary. This last year, we almost got divorced, but we're still together. <laughs> you know, like. So it's funny. That nobody talks that about it. Chris and I just, I celebrated our anniversary was on April 5th. Oh my gosh, you guys celebrate no, your No, we don't. First date. He was like, now that we're married, we don't celebrate our date anniversary anymore. And it was like, the hell we don't. Like, <laughs> You're like, yeah, we do. Give me a gift. This was a big <laughs> one too. Yeah, I did not get a gift. I didn't even get a happy date anniversary. I got Aww, nothing. Well, but that's cute. I still remember the day. And I, I like, we at least, I remind him of the day and acknowledge it. Yeah. And this, la- so it's April 5th. And it was special this year because 20 years together, dating. And dating. I think we okay. should- celebrate that because we've been married almost 15 years but that five years prior to also counts for sure i think some people it's like an eight or ten years totally, before they get right. married and so that's that, a long time totally. to be together like you don't just that doesn't go away after right, right? and I, right. that's why i try to explain like it. why do we not right. include that time i don't know in why our anniversary. i just wish we did yeah but it shouldn't be like when it's official like that's ew no like life didn't start for us no when we 15 years ago. It started for us actually right. 20 years ago. That's, right. That is almost more important to me. For sure. Than the actual wedding anniversary. Right. Because I don't know. I, I mean, 20 years. It's a long time. Anyway. Yeah. So I said to him, do you know what today is? Let's say how, how long of a time it is one more time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time. It's a really long time. So long. Anyway. Sorry. Anyway, so I said to him, does it feel like 20 years and we were sort of like being silly about it mm-hmm. like and he was like no god no it doesn't I was like is that what you say so you don't get in trouble yeah or is that like real because I, I was like to be honest like some days I feel like we're newlyweds but other days I feel like we've been married for 300 years so yeah. like today I feel pretty good about it like it doesn't it's like how did 20 years come and go so fast you're the longest thing I've ever had in my life like yeah. I don't have anything that I have owned long, longer than 20 years. my relationship with my husband yeah. right I think he's in the same boat as that. But he's like, no, it doesn't feel like 20 years today, but you're right. Some days it does feel like a lot longer because it's hard. Marriage is hard. Yeah. And if it's anybody's telling you it's easy, then they're either lying to you or they're like the lucky 0.01% or they're fucking lying. Well, I can tell you this right now. I think they're all liars if they say that it's easy. I to, Actually, to be honest, so I don't know why we're talking about, should we just talk about marriage or should we? No, we can move on. I think I have a pretty strong marriage and I love my husband to death, but I think for the first like seven or eight years was easy. But I also yeah. feel like we were in the thick of it with kids that I didn't even really think about marriage. I thought about just raising kids. Do you know what I mean? Like you're kind of like going through the motions and you're so yeah. caught up in it that it, you don't even know what's going on. But then I had a friend that got divorced and then that like changed everything for me because mm-hmm. it made it real that that was like a thing that you could do. Well, now we're like in it, right? Like we're in life. We don't have anything that we're like, we're not focused like, on, but we're not looking for love. We're not trying to buy a house. We're not having our first babies anymore. We're done mm-hmm. with all of that. Yeah. So now we're like in it. What comes yeah. next? Well, it's like, do you really care about the person? Because now you're like, yeah. you're left with them. Now here we are. So, so what do we do? Right. I own, that's why I think people get divorced maybe around this time. Yeah. Because this whole life that you started planning out is now it's happening. But here's the thing too. Having kids changes you. Raising kids changes you. You go through a lot raising kids. Mm-hmm. I think that changes people. And if you don't grow together, you grow apart. You don't I say together, that all the time. <laughs> but anyways, I 
think it's important to be honest about those things. So I was trying to be vulnerable or not. I guess so I was, you're on you're on social media. Yeah. And you post this anniversary post and you say it was kind of negative, it's, but it, it probably wasn't negative. It probably was just really, very real. Like we made it. It was real. I years. was just trying to be honest because I'm but sick it, of people posting anniversary pictures. They're like, oh, it's our anniversary. We're so great and happy and blah, blah, blah. Because I know that marriages have ups and downs. It Everybody a lot of work does. to get to this point. And I think you can still be totally happy in your marriage. Listen, I got a really yes. strong marriage and I'm happy in that. Like I would say 85% of the time, but there are moments, there are days, there are weeks sometimes throughout the last 20 years where I have not been totally happy. For sure. And it's this part where you have to do the work. It's not just for the good stuff, right? And I think the same goes for friendships too. You have to be able to put the work in. Yeah. You got to be able to know, is this high by friend going to turn into a chapter friend that might sit on your porch or is it worth it? Is this friendship going to have an expiration date. And there are also friendships that have an inevitable expiration date. And you have to decide whether or not you want to continue that because once it gets harder to like maintain that friendship, my God, I just totally lost my train of thought. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I'm though? like I trying to find the post on social media. So I'm half listening to you. I can't help you get back to where you were. Listen, that is so funny. I have this friendship that is right now. So funny. This is a pretty good buddy of mine. And and I say buddy because I don't, I do know that there's an inevitable expiration date on this. And I think about this a lot right now because I don't want it to end, Yeah, but I know we're going to go in two separate ways once our kids go to different schools. Okay. And we won't be working there's together There's always going to be levels of friendship. Like I feel like this is one of those times where I'm going to be really sad that this chapter has come to an end but it feels inevitable. Does that make sense? Oh, I found the post. Sorry. Yes, I do. I'm this is listening. all over the place. We should probably start. No, no I don't think it is because mm -hmm. I think, like you were saying, marriages are very similar to friendships, yeah. dating and finding that person and blah, blah, blah. I think yes. it's all the same. Right. And you're talking about levels of friendships and how some of them have expiration dates, <laughs> right? Yeah. I was listening. You are listening. But half listening. That's right. Did I get that. it? Yeah. Did you finish what you're saying about I it? I think so. Okay. I think it's sad that you have a friend that you know is just going to expire soon, I guess is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I think we might. But that's normal though. I think there are levels of friendships. I don't know. I think about it. I hope it doesn't. I don't think it will right away, but I think, in a, you know, it might organically Well, we talked happen. about that on our pod, our last podcast, like making the effort and, mm -hmm. because and friendship, who do like you value? Mm -hmm. Because you have to do the work. Like you said earlier, it doesn't just fall into your lap. Yes. Like I've met people recently and people that I've known who have really struggled mm -hmm. with finding like their squad or their people or it's taken them years to find it. Yeah. Which I which think is, is okay. normal. It is normal. But some of the people that I've been talking to, they're they're what you would call like an introverted extrovert. Yeah. I relate and to that. I kind of do too. Their thing is I want them to come to me. I'm not comfortable enough yeah. to walk up to a group of yeah. women yeah. or even one woman yeah. and say, hey, you know, I'm Jenny Jojo. I, I've got two kids. Let's hang out. Let's talk or whatever, you know, you, however awkward way you break the ice when you're yeah. meeting someone new. Yeah. This person and, and this, I'm talking about one person in particular, but I know that she's not alone. I'm, I've talked to many other people that do the same thing where mm -hmm. they will stand. There'll be a group of women, you know, 10 feet away and they'll they'll stand 10 feet away because they want those women to come to her. Yeah. She doesn't want to walk up to them. Right. And that's how she feels. That's why she feels like she doesn't have her squad. But I get that. I think women can be catty and women can be clicky. And mm -hmm. sometimes when people find their tribe or what they think is their tribe, they 
leave others out. And I don't know what that is. I think that's like a childhood thing that people do where it's like, this is my group and I don't need to worry about anybody else. But I also have seen some women who are really good at being like, hey, so-and-so come over here. Like just being inclusive and kind and loving and, and noticing. I think some people don't even notice I can get like that sometimes, but you don't even notice that like, oh, somebody's standing over there that we should probably include them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I get that. It is awkward to go up to a group of women and just insert yourself, you yeah. know? And if you don't have good social skills or you're more of an introvert, that can be really intimidating. And also, what do you say to them? I And it can be awkward. A super extrovert. I do sometimes identify as an introverted extrovert in moments exactly like, like that. that. Even with people really? well, I that's know. good to hear. Yeah, because I look at you as a super social, great at words, like great at talking to people and connecting to people. Mm. So to hear you say that makes me feel good. I thank because you for saying that, but I, I work I'm not that really hard to do that. But does it come naturally to you? No. Okay, well, that's good to know. I then. mean, once I'm in it, yes, yes, but, but it's like that it's moment. That first yes, step so imagine now out there. you're an introvert, mm-hmm. and that's, that's intimidating all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you have to put yourself out there. That is inti- like I think we need to do the, the speed dating friendship. I know. I think it'll be so good because <laughs> it makes it forces people to do that, it's and it forces people to be open. Group activity. We're probably going to do that. So let us know if you're interested. Friendship. We're going to do something like an event <laughs> like that. But I do think. That groups of walking up to groups of people is definitely more intimidating than walking up to just a person. You have to do that in order to put yourself out there. So I don't know if you care or not, but I found the post. Oh my and gosh. So I did, it's not super negative. It's actually my 10 year post for our anniversary. Okay. And I was like, happy 10 year anniversary, Austin. You're my best friend. The love of my life. Am I forever? Blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. Everybody um, cares. I love you so much. And I love the family we created. I'm not just saying that to put that on a social media. I really do love my husband. He's amazing. I love him a lot. And then I said, let's keep it real. Marriage is not all rainbows and unicorns. Despite what our life may look like on social media, it's not perfect. No one is perfect. No family is perfect. We made it 10 years. I cannot believe how fast it went. Yet so much has happened between that day until now. Kids made it all go by so fast. Cheers to many more years. So it's, I don't think it's super negative, but I think Austin was the person that was like, why would you post something like that? Like, why would you take a happy moment and make it a negative? But I'm like, I don't see that as negative at all. I think that's like, I'm just trying to keep it real. Like, honestly, I get sick of the posts that are like, it's happy forever. It's happy this. It's happy that. It's happy this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm excited to make it to 10 years. But I also know that the couple years leading up to the 10 years was the first time I was like, divorce was on the plate or we didn't get agree on everything or we didn't like each other the whole time. Like, like I said, the first seven years I felt like went by fast because we were having kids and raising kids. And then all of a sudden my friend got divorced and I was like, oh my God, you can get divorced. (laughs) should I get divorced? Do I want to be divorced? It was like that went through my head, you know, and then it like triggered me. I don't know what it triggered inside me, but it it started changing things for me. And well, part of it was too, like we went on a family vacation with them and the white, because they were going to get divorced. And at the time I didn't know, but she was like, oh yeah, I made him do this. I made him do that. And he's stepping up to the plate and he's doing all these things because he was trying to like save the marriage. (laughs) And I didn't know it at the time, but I was like, I didn't know I could ask my husband to do more. Oh, like, and I was, and so I was like, like, oh my God, he like got up and made her breakfast. He did like all these and watch the kids. And I was like, I'm the one always getting up. I'm the one always making breakfast for the kids. I'm always worrying about that stuff. So then I was like, why doesn't my husband do those things? Why, why can that be my marriage? Like, I would love to have a, a husband that did more. So then yeah. 
we had conversations about it. Like I literally said to my husband, like, can you do more for me? Can you help me out? Can you do stuff? Because I was getting burnt out, I think, by being a mom. When you have somebody who doesn't help you, I get why you can get resentful or I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Why we become monsters. Totally. So I don't know. I just I just wanted to keep it real. And so that was my way of doing that. And nobody else you know, like nobody reached out and was like, Oh my God, my marriage is hard too. Like nobody did that. But I just wanted to be like authentic, I guess. No, I'm really glad you did that because it's just because you're celebrating this milestone, Mm. like we can't get it twisted. It took a lot of grit and grind to get to that moment. It's not easy, but if you post like that, it looks easy. There were so many happy moments, but even the happiest moments take work because you're two people with two identities, two opinions, two ways of doing things, two thoughts on the future, right? Like you are always operating with this partner and sometimes you're not going to agree about it. That that's okay, right? Like most of the time, I feel like we don't agree. That's on... life. I feel like too, if you talk to anybody who's been married for fifty or sixty or seventy years, they will say, "You'll ask them, like, how did you get here?" Mm-hmm. They'll tell you about the hard road it took. It wasn't easy. Yeah, but they both wanted to make it work, and there were moments where probably one of them wanted to get out of it at yeah. some time or another, one yeah. or the other, right? Right. But they worked hard. They overcame their obstacles. And that's what led to their happy life, mm-hmm. right? It just. But it takes two. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's not talked about enough in marriage either. Like you, it's, you can want to do everything right. You can want to stay in the relationship. You can want to fix things. You can want to do whatever. If that other person doesn't want to, you're screwed. Like I just growing up, I used to judge people as a kid of divorce because I came from a family of divorce. And I used to say like, why wouldn't they just make it work? Why didn't they just make it for the kids? You know, but there's so many things that go on in a marriage that it's it's so much more than just making it work. So many people think that if parents stay together, that will be the end all be all to their happiness. And I will tell you, as also a product of divorce, I am so glad that my mom and dad decided to divorce right. because they hate each other. Right. And if they would have chosen, or at least they they don't necessarily hate each other anymore, but they did. Mm-hmm. If they would have stayed together. It would have been miserable. That hate would have penetrated into me and For my sure. sisters. And that would have created a miserable life. And that's sometimes it's okay to consciously uncouple. It's better for, for the sure. children. Right? Yes. Like that's, I hate the idea that like you should stay together for the kids. I don't like that idea. I, when you. I was a kid, I thought that because I was a kid and I didn't understand yeah. anything in adult world. But I know I agree with you 100% yeah. that if and, and not even that, even if the if even if the parents don't hate each other and they're like fighting all the time and that's obviously going to affect the kids. But if you are together and you're trying to pretend like everything's perfect, I think the kids pick up on that energy too. And then they think when they grow up that that's what a relationship is pretending that you're happy all the time. And so then they're going to seek out relationships Mm -hmm. like that because you've given them that example that you just stay together for the kids. And, but the kids know, like people act like they don't know. How many parents or how many people have you talked to? I've talked to several people throughout my life where like my parents are still together, but they fucking hate each other. Yes. Yes. (laughs) They're like, yeah, they shouldn't be, but but they're still together. I think about like, and I talk with Chris about this all the time. Like I want our kids, I don't want to shove it down their throat, how to treat a woman or how to be in a relationship or how to be romantic or anything. I want them to see that through what we're modeling in front of them. Yeah. We try really, really hard not to fight in front of them. We might yeah. get in like disagreements but in front see, of them. I don't think that's bad either. We don't like to have, fight in front of them. We 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 have disagreements. We try okay. really hard not to have like knockdown yes. drag outs. Yeah. Like dirty fighting. Right. Because dirty fighting is not good for anybody. No. And sometimes we'll get but dirty. It, yeah. I mean that happens. And not in I, a good way. That is like a <laughs> 
does that mean? <laughs> like you get muddy outside? Sometimes you want to get a little dirty. <laughs> but when we're fighting, we don't. No, I get, so like, here's the thing. My husband grew up in a family that never fought in front of mm-hmm. him ever. So when we had our first fights in a, and when we were boyfriend and girlfriend, he was like, whoa, what's happening? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, this is normal. <laughs> like for me, it is too. For you know, like too. I came from like a fight fighting family. Yeah. So I was like, this is like, but, but I had to like dial it back and be like, this is, why doesn't he think this is normal? And I ended up realizing his parents never fought in front of him. So he didn't even know what a disagreement looked like. Like That's they crazy. didn't disagree. I know. And so I was like, now you think I'm not normal and I am normal. And I think I was going to therapy at the time. So I like brought it up and she's like, it's okay. You need to find like your unique way of working things out. But I was one extreme and he was the other. Like I came from fighting. He came from no fighting. So we had to like come together and realize that no, like it's normal to not agree with somebody 24 seven. You cannot yeah. find somebody that you're going to agree with on everything. So you have to have disagreements like that is 100% normal. But he would call a disagreement a fight. And I was like, it's not a fight. We're not fighting with each other. We're just disagreeing with each something. other. Yeah, we're yeah. working through something. But he didn't know how to do work through something because he never saw it uh, modeled for him. But I think your kids will do what you do, not what you say. So get, like you said, yeah giving the example of like in your own marriage it's what you're doing not what you like want for your kids oh my gosh so we do have arguments a lot not 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 every day but like we argue which we're, is normal we're stressed out you don't we have, have to like kids, dial it down right? you like, literally have like that's do. normal but the other day we had a pretty strong disagreement this is a little bit stronger than what I like in front of the kids yeah but it was not good and our kids were like oh my god are you gonna get divorced what's going on mm-hmm. they made us do nose to nose I think I might have told you this Did I tell no, you this no um well we so should tell people what nose we to have nose. this thing in our in our family that was inspired by Ariel Me? and Austin <laughs> where when our kids are fighting and you do this too yeah and it's just gotten out of control we make them do nose to nose mm-hmm. and they have to sit and look at each other and the ni- eyes touching nose to nose and we make them say three nice things about each other we don't do that but I like that you guys so added that we added that because we had to campify it a little yeah and then Amandify it. Amandify it. <laughs> and Amandify so it. if one person like dicks around on it mm-hmm. or doesn't say something nice, then we add, we make it five things and they have to start over and it yeah. can't be what they've already said. Yeah. Anyway, so Chris and I got into this. I can't even remember what it was about. We never remember what our fights are, right? We mm-hmm. just get angry, whatever yeah. I was going through. He was going through something and it just sort of exploded right. from there. Um. So your kids wanted you to do nose to nose. So they made us. So we. That is so funny. We were having this <laughs> argument. It was like a two and a half hour long argument because. Wow. And it was building up because I didn't communicate and he yeah. didn't communicate. Right. We just, so it was building up, building up, building up. And then he did some. Actually, my son, I took him to the barbershop and he was like, I wish daddy was here. He's so much better than you. Oh, my God. And that is what fucking put me That's over like the a edge. trigger for I me too. Like, you motherfucker like ma. yeah and then I came home and I took it out on Chris and we, he was grilling steaks and we got into it big time and this two hours later the steaks were still on the grill it was like beef jerky oh no but we figured it out and the kids could hear it I mean we were in the bedroom but they could hear us yeah and then we came out they made us do nose to nose they need to know that you and can have said, those fights and then still come back together we came back you know? together we feasted on beef jerky which turned into cereal because we had <laughs> I was like it was beef actually, jerky oh turned my god, into cereal the steaks no, were kidding. so bad oh my gosh so then we sort of laughed about it but then we had a good family conversation about hey guys this is life mm-hmm. you you guys fight with each other all the time sometimes mommies and daddies get into disagreements sometimes we have fights but we worked it out it got a little bit loud 
but we have to work together as a family. We can't be hurting each other. We have responsibilities and there's expectations and every single member of this family is responsible for the entire unit's happiness, right? Yeah. And so daddy and I are gonna do nose to nose and we're gonna say our three things nice to each other, which was actually five things. They made us do five, not three. Um, Look at them. And yeah, they turned it around back on us, which we did happily. And then we had this really good conversation. Oh my like, gosh. Sometimes we're gonna get into fights. It yeah. doesn't mean we don't love each other. It just means that we were going through something at the time and now we're gonna do everything that we can to work through it. There's no divorce happening. Yeah. There's no nothing happening. This is life and you it guys takes are good. work. And I think- But I love that you talk to your kids about it after. I don't oh, think yeah. we've ever done that. You do- Oh, it was pretty awesome. Like, I mean, you guys are good. We- Good example. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it can go either way. But one of the things that I've read, and it's not one of the things, it's what I'm constantly reading, is being open and honest with your kids. I'm not going to tell my kids exactly what the fight was about. They don't need to know that stuff. They just need mm-hmm. to know that we're human. Right. I had a mom, and this is kind of what inspired this podcast, and I know we've gone on a like marriage. Um, but it's for relationships. It's all, yeah, interchangeable with friendships or marriage yes. or whatever relationship yes. you're in. But I had this mom come in. We, we were at the book fair at school and she came in and I was like, hey, how's it going? I could tell she was like down in the dump. Something mm-hmm. was up. And we are like a little bit stronger than high by, but not quite chapter. We're, we're getting in there. Yeah. I really like this mom a lot. Yeah. And she has seen me cry many times and she sort of fell apart and she was like, I yelled at my kids and I, I'm like, yeah, girl, me too. Every day. Like, yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> and she was like, I feel like I'm always yelling at them and it's getting worse. Oh, yeah. They yeah, can't yeah. brush their teeth or they can't. I feel put like their the older they on. get, like, the worse surprise. it gets. Every day you have to brush your fucking teeth and wear deodorant. Yeah. Get your shit together. Let's go. And she's like, we're late all the time and all I'm doing is yelling. And I asked them nicely. And five, you know, times later, I've yeah. asked them nicely and they still haven't done it. And then I lose my shit. Right. And, and then, then they're they like, why listen. are you always yelling at us? And blah, blah, blah. And then they shame her. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, you're not alone. No. I yell at my kids every day. I'm pretty sure they're going to need therapy after this when they are in college, whenever they're blaming me for whatever, you know, mishaps they've got, which is fine. But I do yell at them every day. But sometimes, sometimes it's warranted and sometimes it's not. I don't want to be that mom that yells at them every day. We talk about this a lot. Like when they're on a break, what are we going to do? Oh, we have this great idea in our minds of what we're going to do with our kids. We're going to go to the movies and then we're going to go to the park and it's going to be luxurious. Mm, and We're going to have so much fun. Everybody's going to get along. And then we actually don't do any of that because they're all fighting and the house is a mess and they're not doing anything. And you're just... Everything that you had planned has gone by the wayside, right? Mm-hmm. And it's totally imploded. And now nobody's happy. And you've screamed and yelled, mm-hmm. right? Like that happens. And sometimes I lose my shit a lot more than I should with my kids. And on those days, I say, listen, it's been a really hard day. And I'm really sorry that I did that. But again, you're a part of this family. You're not the center of this family. You're a part of the family, which means all of this cannot fall on me. Everybody has their responsibility. And if we all chip in and we all do what we're supposed to do, then we're going to have a much happier life. And if you're Mm -hmm. good, you follow the rules and you meet your expectations and you're probably going to get whatever the hell you want. The minute you turn into an asshole is when things go south. And when we're too hard on them, we just apologize. And everything that I read- talked about that on a podcast. Just apologize. Just apologize if you, if you make a mistake because they know and you know. They know and Just you know. It. Just do it. It's okay. It teaches them that it's okay to apologize. You don't mm-hmm. always have to be right. Right. Like, what are we teaching them? We're if not we're so not proud that we you can't admit that you did something wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important to teach yeah. them. We all have those moments and yeah. I can totally relate. And I know what it feels like. You feel defeated when you have to yell at your kids, but it's, it's so understandable. I mean, there's only so many times you can yell at them. 
or tell them to do something before you get upset. And there's a lot going on as a mom. You're, there's so many moving parts, so many things to be stressed out about. And sometimes I think that that can get to us. Yeah. So it's nice that she opened up to you. I think it's it's totally understandable and relatable because I we all go the through moment it. moment made us a little bit closer. Yeah. When people because tell me things like that, I relate. Like, I feel closer to them. Yeah. She was like, really? Yeah. Like, yeah, girl. Well, first of all, she's seen me cry a lot. And then she's hugged me. But I, we weren't like tight. So it was hard for me to be vulnerable yeah. and embrace the hug. Like, she has been there. Yeah. When my little one was having a really hard time going to school, I was late every day and I would have to drag him in and he was crying and then I would cry. And she was always there to hug me, but I never embraced the hug because I didn't because my wall was up because mm-hmm. it was embarrassing and it was oh yeah it is hard oh when you're God, embarrassed it was so humiliating yeah. and then every mom would be like it's okay mama no no yeah. no <laughs> not when it's every day they'd be yeah. like it's okay we've been there no you haven't not yeah. every single day like it was torture right and you feel like you just need to be validated and sweet mama would hug me she's she was hot mess too, coming in late. I should have known that we would be friends Yeah, just by that. Yeah. Coming in late, hot every day. And she would always be there to hug me and I would cry. I'd be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go to spend. Bye. Yeah. Get me out of here. Like, that's <laughs> how it was. Oh my God. Anyway, so she just walked into the book fair and it was her turn. Yeah. And I did what she did to me and I hugged her and I told her it was going to be okay and that she's a good mom. And I yelled too. And yeah. that I think she, it meant a lot to her. For sure. But now, because I did that and she's been doing it, like, I think now we can cross over into a, like a deeper level of friendship, which I'm yeah. really excited about. Yeah. Because we so were vulnerable. She I think was. that's important. So we'll see what happens. So speaking of being vulnerable and crossing the high by friend zone, um, I did look up some information on the internet about <laughs> how to create authentic friendships. That would feel good. What? A good little accent. Little segue. Oh, my accent. Yeah, your Thank French you. accent. So this is on drgailgross.com and I will share the link in our show notes. Uh, so she talks about how to create authentic friendships and she said, reach out to people with similar interests. I'm just kind of re- going to read some of the headlines. You have to know how to be a friend to make a friend. So then she gives you some tips for developing strong lasting friendships. You got to create intimacy in all relationships. Bonding is everything. So that's where the vulnerability comes in. Okay. Obviously, you have to be vulnerable to bond over something. And I think talking about your shit crap <laughs> is I'm that's what was my first choice of words. But talking about your stuff with other moms not only makes you vulnerable, it makes you relatable. Mm-hmm. And also you can probably get some tips or point. I mean, not that sometimes you just want somebody to listen because instantly a friend of mine popped in my head where she sometimes tries to like parent or give advice that's not really want it. <laughs> so sometimes just listening, especially if you're new to a friendship, I think listening is the most important quality to have Yeah, because people just want to be hurt. Like that is the we bottom line. We don't need line. you to fix it. We just you want don't you, need to, you to fix it. And I and think validate. men try to fix things more than women do, hmm. but there are some certain people that their personalities, I feel like they want to fix things. And so they'll Maybe tell you ask, how to fix it. Do you, like I, I've, I've been through this before. Do you want me to tell you what's helped me? Yeah. Maybe, yes. maybe something I think asking like that is good. Is, softens it a little bit. Right. So like my like, child went through this and mm-hmm. I learned a lot. Do you want me to share with you what worked for us? And obviously you got to read the room and you got to, you know, yeah. don't insert yourself. But I think listening is the most important thing. So yes, bonding is 
really important and you can't just jump into that. So I think people need to give themselves uh, grace on how long a friendship can take. Like I said, Amanda and I did not become instant best friends. I mean, I think that can happen, but I think a lot of adult relationships, you don't know who to trust or your walls up and it takes time for those moments to be brought Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. But keep going with it um, and give yourself grace that it might take a year. It might take five years. But if you really value somebody or you want to be friends with them, then you wait for that time or you put the work in. Well, I think if you're like trying to if you're if you're putting the effort in also to check in with that person. Yeah. Then it can probably happen a little bit faster. Yeah. Well, and it's just like a marriage. Just takes two. So that person also has to be interested or willing. Mm -hmm. If they're not willing to be vulnerable with you, then then they're not the right person or they're just not ready for it. Or maybe it needs more time. Right. Yeah. Some people have bigger walls to climb. Yeah. (laughs) Listen and learn. So being respectful and value both yourself and others by recognizing that each one of us is unique human being. And when you give your full attention to another story and life experience, you gain insight not only into the other person, but into yourself. But I already mentioned that listening is super important. I think that's one of the most important things in any relationship and any marriage Yeah, is listening and being heard. People just want to be heard, you know? And then you want to listen for like common values, goals, interests. Okay, also being authentic, which is the title of the article. So being authentic, find your inner voice, your vocation and dare to listen to it. By being yourself and respecting yourself, you will find others like you. There's nothing worse in friendship or relationship than feeling that your friend is so high maintenance that you can never be your essential self or have your needs met. Knowing that informs you therefore that you are not liked or valued for how you are, but how you perform. I am definitely somebody who uh, stays away from friendships that I feel like I have to be perfect for. And not myself. It's I don't feel good around that, so I stay away from that. But I but I have been friends with people where I felt like I had to perform. Have yeah, you had friendships same. like that. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like, yeah, I don't like that. With so many of the high bye friends that I have. Yeah. If we go to like a, high, a happy hour that's filled with high bye, I yeah. feel like I'm performing. Yes. Yeah. Totally. And and let's not like forget about the power of the high bye friends because. That's important. Yeah. They are so important to have. You never know what it could Which turn one's into. Which one's going to be? Yeah, a closer friend. And it's good. You have to do those things. You have to. That's but that's part of putting yourself out there. Everyone starts off as a high bye friend, really. Totally. Right. It's not just and and here's the thing is I go on I I have been going on social media a lot more lately just because I'm trying to learn how to help brand the podcast Mm -hmm. and and it's I I feel like I'm learning like advanced German when I'm on there because I don't know what I'm doing half the time when I'm on there. Okay. But I always see this like best friend soulmate reels about the best friends and we've Mm -hmm. talked about doing this too. Yeah. But they make it seem like they've like it's been instant since the moment they met. They yeah. were just like in sync and in tune. That's not real life. All no, the time. I think that's pretty rare. I think it's pretty rare. Too, I think so it can happen. Totally. I've met people where I clicked with quickly, but then, but, but even then, start it fast, still take usually in fact, totally. right? But it always the takes The real work. valuable friends, I think, take time and work. Mm-hmm. And we've been friends for 11 years, 12 yeah. years. Yeah, almost 12. Almost 12 years. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like we were close for five years. Yeah, probably. I mean, we were close enough to hang out all the time and be real with each other, but I don't think we were like... I feel like we quickly went from high bye to chapter and then we stayed in chapter for a while. Okay. Don't you? I'm on your porch. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. Of course. (laughs) I know know you hate that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Next one is leaving a legacy. So I didn't really know what this meant by the title, but it says if you changed the course of one person's life for the better, in a sense, you changed the world. I kind of like that. It's more like being a good person and like you don't know what telling the cash register they have a beautiful smile like that could change their whole day. You know, I think the leaving the legacy is like, just be a good person and do good things and put put goodness out in the world. And I totally believe in karma. I think whatever you put Mm -hmm. out there comes back to you. So I think just in general, that's a good thing to do. And really needed right now in the world. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like it's always needed. But yeah, right now (laughs) the world is crazy. So when you, it's like when you help someone, you help yourself type of thing. And then don't pressure anyone, including yourself. So I like what she says this is important. So in relationships, people react to pressure by either shutting down or withdrawing from the sources. So if you're pressuring somebody to always hang out and they're putting you off, putting you off like that, that they're withdrawing. And maybe that's because you're putting too much pressure. (laughs) Don't be a stage five clinger. Don't be a stage five clinger, but just don't (laughs) pressure anybody. Be like, Hey, I mean, I think there's so much in friendship. It's, it's just like dating where you don't want to be rejected, right? No, you don't want to put yourself out there and be rejected. But also if you don't put pressure sometimes, then they don't get it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think that you should have almost like the three date rule. Right. But maybe you reach out and whatever that minimum number of times is or maximum number of times is for each person could be different. But like maybe if you say, OK, I've reached out five times and not once of you, then maybe it might be it's time mutual. to move on. Yeah. Right. Maybe that. And it's not that you're not awesome because you're you're ask, everybody's awesome right. in their own way. Maybe they don't have the time. You're not for everyone. You're not. <laughs> well, I always go back to I that. Know, but because maybe you are for that person and it's just not the right. Timing. Maybe it's not the right time. I've met so many people that I've really wanted to connect with, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't the right time. Yeah. Right. Because. Yeah. We're busy. They're busy. Sure. I get having good friends right now, too. If I'm being totally honest, is all about convenience, really, because you want you've got your friends or your your kids that have all of their activities, plus your husband Mm -hmm. and then whatever outside friends that you are you've had. I don't know that I'm looking for somebody who's new in my life. That's all the way across town. It's just not the right time for me to have somebody right around crust. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm more open to making friends at my kid's school. Right. That's kind of where well, my here, And we've talked about this before too. Is. It's important. It's my, my dating That's my Tinder. That's my, my dating pool. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also important to know who your friends are hanging out with. So being friends your with kids. your kids' yeah. friends mm-hmm. is important because yeah. you want to know what are their values? What are they? Because your kids, when they get older, gravitate towards people with the same interests and they're highly influenced by Mm -hmm. their friendships at teenage years. So that's important to know because you're not number one anymore. Their friends are. And you kind of want those people to be good people, right? Not kind of. I absolutely want them to. (laughs) All right. No kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The next one is never manipulate or dominate. Manipulation and bullying diminish who you are and defines what you think of your friend or mate. It is Difficult enough to control yourself, never mind the actions and behaviors of others. People who have the need to control are often feeling out of control. When you move into friendships with low self-esteem, you attract friends that have low self-esteem. This forfeits the opportunity to make a mutual and healthy relationship. The best friendships and relationships are crafted from a place of strength, not weakness. Weakness. God, why can't I read? It's hard reading. Nobody reading likes hard. needy friends. Ugh, that's kind of like sad to me. I don't know. I think there it needs are to be like a 50-50 needy. 
Yeah. And it's not always 50-50. Like sometimes a friend's going to need you more than whatever your need is. It also depends on what they're going through in their life. Totally. So I think this, so this can also happen. I think sometimes people go through, so like, let's just give an example of a divorce. If somebody's going through a divorce and you're there for them and you weren't that close of a friend, I feel like that instantly makes you closer because you're going through a hard time with them Mm -hmm. and they need you. Yeah. You don't need them if you're not going through a divorce, but you're there for them. Yeah. I don't know. So it depends on what they're going through in their life. Well, I think you can become fast friends through something like that. Yes, yes. Where you could go easily from yeah. high by to close. Totally. And it's maybe such a hard even thing. sustain that forever. Right, right? maybe, like, depending on yeah. the person. Dep- Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> no. Oh, okay, let's move on. Don't be a critical parent. So this yes, one- Yes, girl, preach. This is my favorite one right here. Why? Listen up, mamas. Because we are already beating ourselves up for not being good enough. I don't need a friend to come and be critical of what I'm already critical of myself on. Yeah. So I have a a good Mm -hmm. saying that I learned from a teacher in high school that is point the thumb, not the finger. And she kind of says this in her article. She said- I've never heard you say that before. I like this. I I said it to my husband this weekend. Like give him he a likes thumbs to up? point the thumb. No, he likes to point the finger. No, oh, so like instead of being like <laughs> you, you, you pointing the finger, point the thumb back at yourself because look at yourself. Like it's not always somebody else. Like you did this wrong. You did that. You did this. It's like point the thumb back at your th- yourself. Mm. Point the thumb and say, what did I do to cause this? Like where, what am I contributing to this situation? Like look yeah, at yourself because you can't control other people. A, like if you're telling somebody you did this, da, 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 you're trying to control them. You can't control other people. You can yeah. only control your own behavior, your own reactions, your own mm-hmm. beliefs, like work on yourself. Don't yeah. worry about what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. I say that to my kids sometimes too, because I'm like, they'll be like, he did this. He did that. He, did. I'm like, point the thumb, not the finger. Like, don't worry about him. What did you do? Point it is good. Thumb, not the well, when I was in high school, I didn't really understand it, but I, as an adult used it. So obviously that had an influence on me, yeah, I like but that. you know, I think it's important to not judge and criticize people. It's just important. I think you should always yeah. look at it like, okay, that mom did this. And you're like, wow, I would never do that. But you should well, say, well, maybe hmm. she did this because you don't understand what's going on. I try to remain, I'm not perfect. And I do judge people all the time. Everybody does totally natural human behavior. It's a normal psychological thing that everybody does. But when I find myself judging people and I recognize it, I try to say, well, maybe Mm -hmm. something else is going on in that person's life. Or maybe this this is the 50th yeah. time their child has done this or, you know, like you don't know what's going on because I have found that every time that I judge a parent, it comes back to haunt me. Right. So we like, don't think uh, about the bigger picture. One of the best examples of that is Austin and I when before we had kids. Everybody's the best p- perfect parent <laughs> before they have kids, right? My kids will never have a My binky. kids will never do that. My kids will never do this. Never have a phone at the table. Yes. So that's what it was. It was, yeah. we would go out to dinner and see kids on technology be like, oh my God, we're never going to do that with our kids. And guess what? We didn't do it with our first. When we had a second, we did it. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> so judge all you want, but when you do, it comes back to you. Mm-hmm. Well, and also we just went through something. This is, we talked about this and I don't know if this is a topic for another podcast, but when we went on a field trip and. Oh yeah. We were. Judgy McJudgerton moms. I was, I did judge her. I'm still kind of judging her because I'm mad. And I'm also well, mad she at was myself for others. not 
saying Danny, something. I should have said something. I just walked away because it bothered me so she much. She talked about, she, this was a mom we had never met before. Mm-hmm. She walked up to us and immediately oh, you're talking about that one. Okay. started talking trash about a mom that we did know. Well, I didn't, I, she, she wasn't, wasn't talking, talking trash. trash. She was, she was critical. Of, critical and judgy and saying her child was perfect and the other person's child wasn't. And we know that's not true. We know it wasn't true. And I wish I would have said something to her, but I was, I didn't. I was not a good friend. I didn't say anything. I have no excuse. I just, I was, I think I was mostly shocked. It happened really fast. Yeah, and then she we was don't like know onto her the next all. group. Yeah. And I was like, she was, I think I was a little bit like, did that just happen? Like, I was shocked too, but I was more like, I don't believe a thing you say. And I know I didn't believe her either. I, I was like, whatever. I didn't like that. I didn't like it either. But then fast forward later on into the field trip at lunchtime. Yeah. And there was a handful of kids that didn't bring their lunch. And she was like judging the moms going off. How on awful them. are all these moms that didn't give their kids Can lunches? You believe that they didn't pack their what kids awful lunch? parent. I gave my kid Jimmy John's and chocolate cake and did this and that. I'm so good. And those other moms are so bad. And then she ran away again. I don't. We didn't even have a chance at that point <laughs> to say anything. Went, she, went on, she just like bailed. She likes to but you and I sort of leave. looked at each other like. No, I left. I was like gone. You walked away, but then you came back with, you know what was super upsetting about that is that she automatically assumed it was the mom's fault, but you're trying to empower your son, which I think is so great. Mm -hmm. He's responsible for making his lunch every day. If he did not make his lunch, that's Mm -hmm. on him. He didn't eat because he chose not to make his lunch. Right. That's you teaching him responsibility. Yeah. That's not you being a bad mom. That's you being a badass mom. And there's going to be hard lessons to learn. And it might mean that you don't get your cookie at lunch. Right. If you didn't pack it, that's on you. Well, and it doesn't matter who thinks anybody, who thinks who's right in that situation. It was more the fact that she just completely judged without knowing any of those kids situations or parents. I just didn't like it because she was so like, like, so I'm above everybody else. I'm perfect. Look what I did. She's telling (laughs) us like how great she is that she gave her daughter chocolate cake. And I was like, should I judge you for feeding your kid crap at lunch? Right. Like she's going to be on a sugar high and crash later. Like what? A, what was, is like, why are you so great for that? One of those like <laughs> super weird. Are we being punked right now? Where's Ashton? <laughs> punked. He's going to pop out and we say, didn't say anything. Yeah. We just sort of were like, uh, what is happening here? No, she was just not nice. And person. Now we know who she is. So if yeah. she were to ever say anything about people that we know, then I think we confidently can say yeah. we will shut her down. But it was this moment of like, this crazy critical woman. I don't know. It was bizarre. It was very bizarre. Yeah. Not my cup of tea. Okay. So don't be critical of other parents. And I then know, I was critical of her. Maybe she was going through something. Well, we're both judging her, but she judged us. Maybe it's defense judging. Is that okay? I don't know. <laughs> See, we also judging. have work to do. Well, I mean, I'm not judging her in terms of like, I don't know. Maybe I am. I probably am. But I'm just saying I just didn't like I, I when I meet somebody I and they're like instantly talking badly about everybody. I'm like, I just want nothing to do with I that. I wish I would have had the courage to say, why are you saying that? Yeah, I was just kind of we were it was I don't know. It was a situation where I was kind of like waiting for what we were being told to do because we were there to volunteer and I didn't know what was happening. We didn't know anybody. First time we didn't know what was going on. I don't know. So I was just kind of like, whatever. And I knew she was wrong. And I was like, okay. We know you're full of it. Weed your garden. So yes, you can probably, so in your entire life, you can probably count your true friends on one hand. It takes a lot of effort to be a real friend. It takes commitment, obligation, mutuality, and responsibility. As a result, 
that level of interaction cannot be shared with everyone. There are levels of friendships and the wise person understands the difference. You can give confidences to a friend, but you have to first know that they are a friend. They need to fit into the categories of commitment, obligation, responsibility, mutuality, and share your values. Friends should be loyal and validate you. Be there when you need them. Support your dreams and goals. Be mutual and trustworthy. It is difficult to recognize these characteristics when you first meet someone. Therefore, it is important to know someone well before you share your deepest and darkest secrets. Yes. Don't tell somebody your marriage is failing when you first met them. But if right. they've been your friend for five years and you haven't crossed that boundary, maybe th- that's a good time to get deeper. Never give a person the tools with which to hurt you. And I have trust issues, so I totally relate to that. If you share a confidence before your friend is tested, tried and true, then you do not really know if your secrets are safe with them. Trust is based on experience, which is why mm-hmm. it can take years to really find sure. your true people. Yeah. You have to know someone before you can trust them. But I also think Hurt the title of that section was Weed Your Garden. What friends are important to you as you get older? I think that social circle shrinks a little bit more because you know you don't have, you can't confide in 50 friends. No. That's spread too thin. And then you're not really giving them qual- the quality friendship that they deserve mm-hmm. either because you're not, you can't do, nobody has that much time, especially as a mom. Yeah. So you have to then decide who is the, who is the friend you want to put that effort in who is that person for you and vice versa, but also know where you stand. And also if that is mutual, like I've had friends that were those friends for me that are no longer those friends for me. And that's okay. And that is okay because people grow, right. right, Mm -hmm. And people change, right. They were on a different wavelength. I had kids earlier than them. They did careers Mm -hmm. first. I didn't choose that route. It's hard because I still value their friendship. And like you said on the last podcast, maybe you come back later in life. Maybe that happens. That is probably very likely. Maybe we'll see because people do change a lot. And I think that's why not just marriages, but also friendships are hard because you might, I'm a different person than I was in my twenties. And actually we just talked about this, like politically, I used to think things that now I don't think. And I was just naive. Right. I believed stuff and didn't know why I believed stuff. And then when I actually dug into it, I was like, I don't believe that. Yeah. But I was hardcore in my 20s because I am a very like passionate. <laughs> I believe something what? I fight you? for. Yes. You are really passionate. I'm That's super good. passionate. But I, I think that friendships can change over time because of your values changing, mm-hmm. your beliefs change, you mature. Your area code changes. It's as your simple as that. Your area code changes. Yes, well, you mean well, location? Code. Yeah, yes, for sure. Totally. Yeah, you're... We talked about like the resurrection of my book club. It's still going, right? And like Mm -hmm. all of us are in different zip codes. We're all still going through life together. We all have the same age kids, but we're all at different schools. We all have different activities. We all codes. (laughs) Area codes. I don't even. I got hoes. Hoes in different area codes. (laughs) I don't know why that totally came in my head. I miss our music. Mm, Music rules. 90s music rules. It does. It always puts me in a good mood. Mahoozy. Oh, oh, did you? You go. You go. <laughs> Our challenge. Yes, I was going to say that. Last week's challenge. Yes. So last week we challenged ourselves to reach out to friends who yeah. have really put an effort in reaching out to us. And important, valuable friends that we wanted to say thank you and you mean a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And thank and you for reaching out and being such a good friend. How did it go? I wrote the letters but haven't sent them. And that's typical me. I often write cards and wait months to send them. And then I'm always like, better late than never. I've literally written that on envelopes. Like 
Christmas card, whatever it is, or thank you that's like six months late. I'm like, better late than never. Maybe I'll do that for my Christmas card in July. Oh my gosh, you should. I mean, I'm still waiting for your Christmas card 10 years later. So I did do it. I didn't finish all of them. I have a list of people. I wrote down a list of who I was going to send it to. And then I started writing them, but I have not sent them. How'd it go for you? I also have not sent them, but I have a really good reason. I did write them, but I found these. Oh yeah, you found something. So you wanted um, to wait. Yeah. So I was at Walmart with my sister doing some Easter shopping over the weekend. And I saw this Candace Cameron, aka DJ Tanner, who's my best friend in my head, um, <laughs> like section. Yeah. Was DJ Tanner not your best friend too? No, yeah. I was not super into Full House. What? I know. I know. Oh. I mean, I watched it, but it was not like, I was He's, not. Yeah. We're best friends in my head. Um, She's a cool chick. So cool. Anyway, she caught my attention because she has this whole section. Mm-hmm. And my sister, she's also best friends with my sister in her head. Um, <laughs> we're all best friends in our head. We're all best friends in our yeah. head. Uh, anyway, so I went over there and she had, and I was like, oh my gosh, is this like a sign? Because we are just talking about this friendship challenge and reaching out to people that have been reach, have been really good friends to us, but maybe we haven't reciprocated. Yeah. Um, and she has this whole line and it's, a lot of it is um, like Christian based, which is a-okay with me because mm-hmm. I'm a Christian and I like this kind of thing. Yeah. And the friends that I chose to reach out to also are church going Christian loving ladies. Yeah. Um, anyway, so what this is called is prayers to share a hundred pass along notes to share with the loves of your life. And it could be romantically or friendship. Friendship. <laughs> friendship. Romantically and friendship. Friendshiply. Like I said, we make up words. Um so here we go. I found these on Saturday. I decided not to mail out my cards. And yeah, I think that's such a nice touch. I wanted to go through these and there's little tiny, like there's a hundred, right? So mm-hmm. you can tear them out and it gives you like ideas on how to present them. You can put them on their windshield oh, or cool. you could like, you know, put it with flowers. There's like a tiny little hole poked into the top. So you could mm-hmm. like wrap a piece of twine or ribbon or whatever that. around it. But I'm going to stick these into my cards and they're little tiny ones. They all have scripture on them, but there's... Um, a big caption at the top, like one is, I thanked God for his faithful love for you. And I prayed that he will guide you through your steps today. Um, another one, and this is actually one that I chose. I'm thanking God for you and your heart and for loving others. So I chose one of those. That's nice. Um, this is just the examples on my, anyway, there's a hundred of them and that's why I haven't sent them out yet yeah. because I'm still trying to pick out my last two. I did pick out four friends though mm-hmm. to reach out to that are always reaching out to me. Um, so I hope that this Let's them know. How I love much that because it's now come and full circle, mm-hmm. and we've realized. Because I guess doing the podcast is like our self work too. Yeah, we're on this like self discovery <laughs> journey of like we're calling each other out, ourselves out, not each other, but ourselves yeah. out. In turning, turns out I'm actually not really a good friend or as good of a friend as some have been to me. I think you're a great um, friend. I think maybe you're saying you're not as good of a friend as as you want to be. Maybe. And shout out to Rachel for pointing that out to me on. Mar- our Instagram, she was like, I think you are good at reaching out. Aww. And that was really sweet. I saw that. That was really that was nice of her so to say. so nice of her to say that. And I... I agree with Rachel. I, I think you are too. I'm a really hard person on myself and other people sure. that I care about. So I think that I can be hard on myself. I just... Maybe... I should say it in a different way that I'm not as good as I want to be yeah. or as good as I used to be, I guess, at those things. And... But also I appreciate that my husband brought it to my attention because I don't think about it as much as maybe I used to. And so I want, I want to pay attention to that more. I want to be a better friend and be better at reaching out. Even if it doesn't come naturally, I'm going to make myself do it. I I agree. So what are we going to do this week? We're going to mail our letters. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then well, we can talk about it if, if people yeah. are interested to hear how it goes or not. Or I'm going to reach out to the book fair mom. Okay. And see where that goes. Okay. Let us <laughs> I know. Ask her out for a date. Ew. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I love it. I think that that's a good idea. That's, that's, that's nice. And I hope that it goes well and you can yeah. touch back and let us know. All right. Yeah. I'm going to reach out to her. We're going to hopefully go out on a mom date. Okay. <laughs> get some coffee before we get inappropriate. Let's get off the podcast. <laughs> well, I have to go pee really bad. Share all the ways that you're trying to connect with friends and take it to the next level. Yes. And please uh, follow us on Instagram at Mob Squad Podcast and let us know. DM us, message us, share with us what you think. Please share this podcast with other mamas that you know that you think might enjoy it as well. We would really appreciate that and have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.